app was rough in texture. It's not really supposed to be, but they don't know what that's about. <laughs> so, but it looks like the cartilage is good, the tendons are good, the, the, the meniscus is good, so it's just a bone, Bruce. He said, take it easy for a couple more weeks. Say what? Oh, I have no idea. Robbie ordered that. All right, so are we ready then, Miss Ann? Okay. Well, Lord, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for the word that, that you are bringing to us. We, uh, I ask that you give me the words that need to be spoken, the words that will bring healing uh, to people's lives and help them to, to, to uh, realize your healing power and, and, to, and, and to put that in action in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, we prayed quite a lot earlier, so. All right, well, uh, I was, what I was wanting to do today is, uh, considering we're, we're teaching in the mornings on our words, I wanted to touch on healing scriptures that talk about our words and, and, and you know, the things that we can do and say that will help us to, to receive healing. And it, it gets a little vague in spots, but... I think I think we can pull it together, but we're going to start out in Proverbs because that's where most of most of those scriptures are. So in in Proverbs four, Proverbs chapter four, Cameron, where's your Bible, dude? Go get one. <laughs> Yes, faith comes by hearing, but it also, but 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 you also should see the word while you're hearing it. <laughs> All right. So in Proverbs chapter four, starting in ver in verse twenty, it says, "My son, attend to my words; incline thine ear unto my sayings." Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they, they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. So are, are we have to, one, to, in order to speak God's word, we have to be able to hear it. And we have to know it. So we have to pay attention to his words and we have to keep them in our heart. And then out of our heart comes the words so and and then so as we as we keep those in our heart and uh they will they will come out of our mouths and they will be health unto all of our flesh um, and it was and we should keep our heart with all diligent for diligence for out of it are the issues of life so as we were saying earlier this morning you have to you have to use a little dis self-discipline and you have to keep your mind on the right things and and Part of keeping your mind on the right things is speaking them. All right, this will get a little bit more focused, but we're going to go to Proverbs 12 next. And we're going to start in verse 17. It says, He that speaketh truth showeth, showeth forth righteousness but a false witness this deceit there is that speaketh like the piercing of a sword but the tongue of the wise is health so words can hurt as well as heal and we see that here in in proverbs 12 that uh that that there's a there is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword so so the word of God is like a two-edged sword, and it will, and it will pierce straight to your soul, and even uh, the word says it'll even uh, separate our soul from our spirit. So, knowing the word will help you to stay on the, stay on the right side of this, and the, and keep you from being hurt by the sword. But the tongue of the wise is health. So, that means that you're going to speak healing words. You're, you're going to know them. All right. 
I know, they're kind of out of order. I had to rush. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's go to chapter 13, verse 1. A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressor shall eat violence. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, or his health, but he that opens wide his lips shall have destruction. So, again, we need to keep our words in line and keep our words in order in order to have health. We need to speak good things and not evil things. And, it's, and again, it says that we shall eat the fruit of our mouth. So whatever we talk about, you know, it, the Bible tells us several, several times that uh, if we just run off at the mouth, we're going to end up with problems. Because we're going to say things that, that aren't good. We're going we're gonna to speak things that aren't good. We need, to, we need to put a harness or a bit in our mouth and keep our mouth in line, and then we'll have good health, and we'll be prosperous, and we'll be, have good things in, in all of our ways. All right. So, chapter 15. All right. In... Uh, in verse 1, it says, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools poureth, poureth out foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. It means he sees everything that goes on, and he hears everything that goes on. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds like health to me. So if we have a wholesome tongue, we will have a tree of life. But perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. So having, per, having a perverse mouth will cause a breach in your spirit. Oh, and Miss Ann, I didn't tell you, but this is uh, words can hurt and heal. All right, so now to chapter 16. And I, I know they're kind of out of order for my thought process, but I wanted to, it's easier to go through when they're in order. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. So 16 verse 24. Well, no, nope, let's back up to 22. Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it. But the instruction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and, it, and addeth learning to his lips, or his speech. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. So good words are health to your bones. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So if you're speaking death all the time, you're going to end up going the wrong way. Oh, that's a good one. And I, I believe we, we stood on that when, uh, when, when, when my foot was recovering from the chainsaw injury as well. All right. So, chapter 18. I better slow down or I'm going to run out of things to say. <laughs> Let's see. There's always going to be more to say. So chapter 18, we kind of went over that today already. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, in verse 20, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So if, you, if, if you're one that, that loves to talk... You need to curb that. Uh, the Bible tells us that um, a, fool, a fool is known by his words and a wise man by his silence. I'm paraphrasing there, but that is what the Bible says. Uh, 
So if you hold your tongue and you think about what you're going to say before you say it, then you're going to say the right things. Whereas if you just running off at the mouth all the time, no telling what's going to come out. I've proven that one many times in my own life. <laughs> uh, because I, I would speak without really knowing what I was talking about. I, I might have thought I was talking about some about something I knew about, but I didn't. And and that that makes you look like a fool to everybody around you when you do that. All right. So that was my last proverbs. Let's go to Psalms. Psalms, uh, we'll start in 19. All right, so 19, uh, verse 14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So this is this is a, basically a prayer, tell, asking the Lord to help us to speak the right words and to meditate on the right words. And that, and when He says "my strength," it also means health. And of course, my Redeemer is is the same as my Savior, and the Savior means healer as well as and provider and and Savior as in Christ. All right. Now we'll go to Psalms 30. All right. In verse 1 it says, I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. So he spoke, he, he prayed unto the Lord, that's part of speaking, he's praying unto the Lord, and then he, he healed us. Yes. I would think, honor and, 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 uh, it's a, yes, reverence. And it's, 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 extols also a, a like asking or, or, so it, it would be the same. I would say it's the same as prayer. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down into the pit. So again, this is, this is healing. He's brought our souls up from the grave because there's emotional healing as well as physical healing. And then we'll go to Psalms 141. All right, in 141... It starts out in verse 1. It says, Lord, I cry unto thee. Make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. So he's crying out to the Lord. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth, and keep the door of my lips. Again, he's asking for help. See, if you, if you struggle with... With controlling your words, you can ask the Lord to help you to control your words. And, and I've had to do this. I've had to do this on, new, uh, on different occasions and for different reasons. But I've had to ask the Lord to help me, you know, especially if I'm angry. I've had to ask the Lord, hey, Lord, I know I have to walk in love towards this guy, but I am so angry right now. You're going to have to help me because I, I, I have not let it go and I need to let it go. And you're going to have to help me to let it go and, and to be able to walk in love towards this guy. And you're going to have to, to keep my words from, from making things worse. You know, um, 
this is something we have to do as Christians. Um, if if you, one of the number one things Jesus says is we have to walk in Lord to, uh, in love towards each other, and if we if we and and, and we struggle with that because we get angry for different reasons, sometimes justified, sometimes not. But either way, we still have to walk in love. Um, either either way, eventually we'll have to forgive that person, and better sooner than later, because you know. Resentments and angers and problems that are that are that are held against someone—that's just a weight around your own neck. You're not hurting them. In fact, half the time they don't even know you're mad at them, you know. But and you're not hurting them by holding on to that. You're hurting yourself. You're you're causing uh, because you're holding on to that grudge and that that grievance against that person and not forgiving them. The Lord can't forgive you, and therefore you can't receive your healing. Um. In order, so we have to, it's hard at times to let go of things like that, but, but we have to do it. Yep. Uh, and you know what? The Lord forgave us of much worse. So the least we can do is forgive each other. All right. One more in the Old Testament, Isaiah 55. Just a few chapters over from where we're at. Towards the end of Isaiah. All right. And I'm starting in verse 6. Uh, 55. You there yet? Close? All right. All right. So verse 6 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the uprighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So if we're in a wicked way, we need to we need to um we need to forsake that, turn away from it, repent, and God will uh, will pardon us. In verse 8 it says, "For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways," saith the Lord. You know, we as I said this morning, we're fleshly beings. Our bodies are not designed to think the way the Lord thinks. Well, they probably were at one time before sin entered in. But once sin entered in and changed our DNA, so as Robbie says, that changed. And now we have, we're, we're, when our bodies, not not us, but our bodies are, are from, from well, they're 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 from our father Satan. You know, the the, the he 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 is the <clears throat> ruler of this earth and of the fleshly world. So that's where that's where we go with that, yeah. But we have to change that by by changing our thoughts and forsaking our wicked ways. And the Lord says, "For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways," saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This goes to our confession that we do every every Sunday. You know, where we say God's thoughts are our thoughts. God's ways are our ways. God's actions are our actions. We're trying, we are, by speaking these words, we're trying to change our thoughts and to change the way we think and believe. All right. So for verse 10, it says, For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it to bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. So these are the words of the Lord right here. So... 
We, and and as, he, as I've said this morning, when he speaks, he believes that it's going to happen, and it does. See, he says that, uh, so shall it be that, that, that my word, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, meaning it's going to do what I, what I said, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. So in our own lives, how does this apply? Well, we're created in God's image, so our words should do the same thing to to an extent. When we speak things, it's for a purpose, and it should be for a purpose, and it and it should be for a good purpose, and it it will and if if we continue to say the right things, it will prosper and it'll 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 do it'll accomplish that which we please. So when we speak healing into our lives, that's a pleasant thing. Or into other people's lives, that's a pleasant thing. So it's going to accomplish that which we sent uh, that thing whereinto we sent it to do. Whew. It's getting hot in here. All right. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> I know it's it's easier when me and Robbie are tag teaming because I could tag in and out and it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Matthew, uh, we're going to go to the New Testament now. We're going to go to Matthew 12. All right, starting in verse 33. says, uh, either make the tree good, well, I think I want to back up further. No, I think that will be a good spot. Verse 33, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. And so are we. We're known by the fruit of our mouths and by the fruit of our actions. So if you ever want to be able to tell where a person's at spiritually, look at their fruit, look at their actions, look at their words. They're, they're going to speak out of their mouths where they're at. You know, If you listen to them long enough, you'll figure out where they're at. They, they may be a believer or they may be a halfway believer. Uh, they, they may not be a believer at all, but you will be able to figure it out from the way they speak. And the actions that they take. But you don't always get to see the actions. But you, but anybody you spend a few minutes with, you're probably going to talk to them. Or them to you. All right. So it goes on. It says, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. This is I spoke on this this morning. What's in our, what's in our hearts is going to come out when we speak. So if you have an issue with cussing or you have an issue with anger, that's coming out of your heart, and you need to work on it, myself included. Uh, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Now, that word right there where it says, but every every but I say unto you that every idle word, that that is the word Rhema in the in the Hebrew, well in in the Greek. And that and that means it's a spirit spoken word. So it's kind of hard to do in my mind it's kind of hard to do an idle word and have it spirit spoken, but but when you speak things enough that you believe them, it becomes spirit-spoken, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. So with, so as, with, as the example of uh, Fred Sanford, you know, he spoke, he spoke 
for years and years and years on TV, he would, I'm having a heart attack. I'm coming home. You know, and that was his skit. That was his thing. Did he really believe? That was an idle word. It's a, it's a TV show, you know. But, but he said it over and over and over and over again until it happened. And nobody, in fact, it, he spoke it so often on so many shows that they didn't even believe it was happening when it was happening. And he died on sight. So we, we need to be careful for our words. That every idle word, that, sh- that, that every spirit-spoken idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. And then it, it, it goes on, it says, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Now those two words are not rhema, those are logos. And logos is the written word of God rather than spirit spoken. It's just the words. So it says, for by thy words, your, your regular old words, you shall be justified, and by your regular old words, you shall be condemned. So the words we speak, we're going to give an account for when we get to heaven. So that, that should give you pause. That should make you think. And these are spiritual laws what I'm talking about. And that, you know, when you, when it comes to healing or hurting, it, spiritual, spiritual laws go into effect. So you have to be careful of what your words are that you're speaking. All right, so I'm going to Matthew 18 now. And uh, this one, everyone should pretty much know, but Matthew 18, 18, it says, Verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall bind on this earth, or, or whosoever ye shall bind on, on earth shall be bound in heaven. Or, or Actually, it says whatsoever, not whosoever. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And how do we bind or loose? By our words. So if we're if we're binding healing, if we're if we're saying bad things, we're basically binding healing, right? Bad things. Yeah. Because we're 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 causing we're causing the healing to stop. Right? Does that make sense? Okay. But if we if we speak in line with God's word, we're gonna loose healing. Okay, I know it's kind of back. Yeah. (laughs) Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my father, which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. So this is the prayer of agreement. Just this this little bit right here tells you how to do the prayer of agreement. You, 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 You pray together over something such as healing and you and you believe it when you say it and and the lord will be there with you and it'll and they shall recover that's why that's why jesus sent his disciples out in twos so they could they could be together and and be in the prayer of agreement over someone when they were calling for healing all right so luke 6 Well, y'all are faster than me this time. There it is. Six. All right. All right. So. Well, let's start in verse 39, I think. In verse 39, he, he spake a parable unto them. This is the words of Jesus, because it's red letters. Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not fall into the ditch? Well, that makes sense. 
if you got somebody that can't see leading somebody that can't see, eventually they're going to fall into something. Now, the disciple is not above his master, but everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. So the object of us being disciples is to become as the master, as Jesus, right? And why beholdest thou the mote in thy brother's eye, but perceivest not the beam in thine own eye? And this is talking about if you if you see something that somebody else is doing wrong, it might be a small thing, but you and you want to you want to help them, you want to correct them, and you're like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that, but you're doing the same thing only worse. You need to fix that first. And yeah, and 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 with good reason because if you don't, they're not going to take you seriously. They're going to be like, dude. You're doing the same thing, only worse. Why should I listen to you? All right. So either how canst thou say to thy brother, Brother, let me pull out the boat that is in thine eye, when thou thyself beholdest not the beam that is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, cast out first the beam out of thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to pull out the moat that is in thy brother's eye. Because, you know, when you learn to control whatever the problem is, be it lying or whatever, when you learn to control that in your own life, it is easier for you to help someone else because you already have been through it. And you may have been through worse than them. And you're like, dude, it's not, it's not that hard. You can do this. I'll help you. All right. For a good tree bringeth forth not corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bringeth forth good fruit. So, as I said, our fruit's going to show. Our words will show. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For the thorns men do not, uh, for, for of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For the for of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Now I want to say, we're talking about people bringing up the treasure that's in their hearts. Well, how's that treasure get in their hearts? The word, exactly. The more you study the word, the more you're going to build up good treasure in your heart. If you're not studying the word, if you're not meditating on the word, you're not building up good treasure. And you know, our lives are our lives, and we've built up a lot of bad treasure. You know, it, when we were young and we didn't know any better, we built up a lot of a lot of bad treasure. Well, the way to, to overcome that is to is to study the word, study the word, read the word, read it out loud, because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing. So we have to hear the word. We can't just think it; we have to hear it. And as, any, as anybody that's had a learning disability, such as me and my wife both have, or had, we don't have that anymore. The more ways you can, you can uh, see the problem, the more ways you can hear it, the more ways you can touch it, the more senses you can get involved in your learning. If you can touch it, if you can feel it, if you can grasp it, if you can move it, if you can see it, if you can paint it. If you can teach it, the more things you get involved with learning a subject, the more you're going to learn, the more you're going to get out of it, the more you'll retain. So that's why we, we repeat over and over again, you need to read the Word daily. You need to meditate on the Word daily. If you don't do this, you're not going to grow. You're not going to be feeding your spirit. You're not going to be building up that treasure that you're going to speak out of. You're not going to have fruit in your life. And you want to have fruit. And you want to have good fruit. So, out of the mouth, out of, for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Was that? Yep, that's where I wanted to get to. Uh, and, but we'll go on. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? 
Well, because they haven't built up that faith. If we're calling on, you can call on the Lord all you, you can call on the Lord all you want, but if you're not building up that faith, you're not going to get that answer. If you're not building up that faith, you're not going to get that healing. If you're not building up that faith, which you do by reading the Word and meditating on the Word and studying the Word. I mean, the the Hebrews, the Jews, they learned that Word when they were little, and it was easy, and they could just soak it in. We got to do it the hard way because we waited till we were adults. You know, they they say that that uh, that they've done studies that chil- just about every children every child is a genius. You know, as we measure that with the tests that we have, every child like ninety nine percent of kids at like five years old are all geniuses. By the time they reach adulthood, it's like three percent. Because over time, we lose that ability to learn and soak up things like a sponge. Maybe because we get full of stuff, maybe the wrong stuff. But if we learn it at an early age, it gets in us, and it leaves an impression. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to keep building that treasure so that we can speak out of our mouth, out of the abundance. Because if you're not full to overflowing, you don't have an abundance. All right. Where was I? There we go. Okay, so, and why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house house and digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat violently uh, or vehement, vehement. Oh, I don't know how to say that word. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> upon that house, and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. So, when we're when, okay. But he that heareth and doth not is like the man that buildeth without a foundation, built a house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently. And immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. So if you build upon a rock, if you if you build upon, if you do the things that that that, that Jesus taught us to do, then we're going to be on solid foundation. If we don't do the things that that He taught us to do, we're going to be on a weak foundation. And when it comes to when we need Him, we're 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 not going to get. Maybe by grace. He'll give us something, but if we if we if we can stand confidently that we have done the right things, and that His Word says that if we have done the right things, then He'll give us the things that we ask for, then then we're on solid ground. All right. So Colossians three. In verse 2. Well, in verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, which Christ, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on the things above and not on, on the things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. And I must have the wrong scripture written down, because that's not what I was looking for. That wasn't two, three. Okay, well, we'll go on to James. True. So he so he said if if you're if you're 
focusing on the things above, on the things of Christ, that you're going to grow. And if you're not focusing on the things of God, then you're not going to grow. This is true. And then it, in verse 3 it says, For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. So if we're not setting our things on, on, on the things of Christ, we're going to be, we're going to, we're going to end up with a dead, dead spiritually. And if we're dead spiritually, then our words have no power. All right. So James uh, 1, in verse 26. All right, it says, If any man among you seemeth to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. Which is basically what we were just saying with the last scripture. If you're not following God, and, you're, and your, your religion is in vain. You know, if you're not doing the things that Christ tells you to do, such as bridling your tongue and, and, and watching your words, your religion is in vain. And you're doing it all for nothing. It says, uh, in verse 27, it says, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and wid widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. That's doing God's work. All right. So... Verse 5, or chapter 5 of James. All right, in verse 13 it says, If any among you is afflicted, let him pray. Well, that's our words. We're supposed to pray. We're going to speak that out loud. Is any merry, let him sing psalms. So if you're happy, sing psalms of praise. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. That's going to the prayer of agreement. You notice they didn't say call the elder. They said call the elders. They're coming together and they're praying over you. They're praying out loud. They're, they're, they're speaking words. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So if you've, if you've done someone wrong, you, you, need to, you need to ask for forgiveness. You need to confess, hey, I messed up and I'm sorry and, and it won't happen again. And then, and then, you, uh, and then you pray for one another and, you're, and you'll be healed. says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So if you're already in right standing, you don't have to, you don't have to go confessing. You don't have to uh, have the elders lay hands on you. You can just pray for your own healing. All right. And then I've got First Peter chapter 3. All right, verse 10. I think we're going to go back to verse 8, though. It says, Finally be ye all of one mind, having compassion one for another. Love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise, blessing. So don't don't be going back and forth bickering. Bless each other, knowing that ye are thereunto called that ye should inherit a blessing. So if you're if you're blessing those that you're you're at at, cross, at a crossroads with or or you're cross with, you're going to get blessed. 
All right. So not okay. Where was I? Uh, okay. Verse ten. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. So, <clears throat> it says, let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. Up in 10, it says, for he that will love life and see good days. So if you want to live a long life, you need to control your tongue and keep it from evil. And, and your, your lips, that they speak no guile, which means no deceit. So not only, so you shouldn't deceive people by your words. I mean, you can do that by just not telling them the whole story. You know, you, you, can, you can let them think the wrong thing, which, which meant, we've all done, let somebody think the, think the wrong thing about the situation when we knew that that wasn't true. And and we shouldn't do that because that's guile. Well, that was my last scripture. But I just want to say that that our words are very important, and that we need to we need to 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 be very careful what we say. And uh, sometimes that means we're going to be um, we're going to be quiet, and we're not just going to say stuff willy nilly, and we're not going to. Um, we're not we're not gonna just uh, run off at the mouth because I tell you when your emotions get a, get ahead of you you're gonna say things that you shouldn't say. So if you take the time, Robbie likes to say that 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 God told her, well, God did tell her that she needed to count to ten before replying, you know, when she was upset. It, it mostly at me, but but um, and it it worked, you know. If she would just take the time, you know, purpose in her heart, I'm not going to just spout off anything that comes to my mouth. I'm going to take the time. I'm going to count to ten, and then God said, "No, count slowly," <laughs> and she did. She counted slowly, uh, and sometimes she had to do it several times. But when she came back, then she would come back with with uh, good words, supporting words, helpful words that would help me calm down and me to get on the right track. And then we'd get back into right standing with each other. And that's the you know that's the that's the kind of things we got to do in life. We got we got we have to. We have to constantly remain at right standing with the Lord and with each other. God wants us to, to love him first above all others and love each other as, as, as we love ourselves. Now that, those are, her, that, those are um, his two main commandments. Those are the two things that we need to do. Put him first and then love each other. Well, that's all I got. <laughs> I am out of practice, big time. That hurt. <laughs> that it, it did. That was that was tough. Well, I appreciate the the good comments, but I'm gonna uh, I'm I'm purposing in my heart to do better next time, uh, and to not get so out of practice. I've I've. I've thought that uh, that maybe I ought to give Robbie a day off, you know, maybe not every week, but every other week or something, and just get up here and struggle through it because that's the only way I'm going to get better at this. And if I do, it, and if she's up here, she's not going to. She's going to talk. She's going to take over. <laughs> I'm sorry, but she she is. Uh, yep, it is. But if I but if I if I purpose to do it and to and to work at it and do I will get better.
I'll get a lot better. But I, but I need to do it. Anyways. I love you all and uh, thank you. And oh yes, we need to do offering and we need to pray. I hadn't forgotten that. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder though. <laughs> oh, Lord, thank you for, for helping helping me to, to give the words that need to be spoken tonight. Thank you for showing me the scriptures that needed needed to be spoken about. And thank you for, um, for leading and guiding. Lord, uh, thank you for correction as well. Lord, I, I just love you and I want, to, I want to do right by you. And Lord, therefore I'm going to speak good things. And I'm going to watch my words and I'm going to guard my mouth. And I'm not going to say, just run off at the, at the mouth and say whatever comes into my head. Because that doesn't always work. In fact, it usually doesn't work. But Lord, we love you. And we want to see your work done here on earth as it is in heaven. And we thank you for this wisdom. And we thank you for drawing us closer together. And uh, we give with a generous heart because you gave so much more to us. You gave us more than we could ever ask, hope, or think. More than we we deserve, more than 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 we than we could expect from anyone else. Lord, I just ask that you bless this offering, that it go further than we could ever ask, hope, or think towards the doing of your work. And strengthen us as we go through the day. Strengthen us and help us to to stand right and to stand against the devil and to meditate on your word and follow through with the things that we say we're going to do. And the things that you would have us to do, Lord. You, if, you, if, you, if you give us something to do, we'll do it. If you tell us that we need to do it, we'll do it. Lord, we just love you and we want to see your work done. And we thank you for your many blessings. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus. You cannot come to steal, kill, and destroy. We stand before you as a witness to God that you are a defeated foe. And we will stand against you forever in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Zach, you want to? Oh, hang on. I didn't do an envelope, but.